G'day and welcome to the Dolby Anglican Podcast. My name is David and I'm one of the ministers at Dolby Anglican Parish. We're a church that's all about knowing Jesus and making Jesus known. And if you'd like to learn more about our church, you can visit anglicandolby.org.au. This week's sermon is a short one because we had our church AGM uh, this week. But it's on the seven deadly sins, and it's entitled Greed and Charity. And if you have a Bible, I encourage you to have a read of Isaiah chapter 5, verses 1 to 8, and Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 24 for context. But we hope you enjoy the sermon. The Easter Island Moai uh, are a wonder of the world. 900 enormous statues, you can see them up there. Scattered around a tiny island, 3,500 kilometres away from the mainland of Chile. For decades, scientists have wondered where these statues come from. Theories of a super race from Atlantis or aliens having dropped them there are popular. But we're slowly uncovering the sadder history of greed of these islands. It seems around 900 AD, early Polynesian people settled on the island. They used the tall trees they found there to roll the statues which they carved out of a special volcanic rock which is only found around here, Rana Raroka. I can't really pronounce that very well, excuse me. Um, There there was one quarry on the island um, and that's where these Incredible statues were formed. As leaders died, their families would buy Moai from the tribe that ran the quarry and then roll the statues to their part of the island. Greed on Easter Island for a time was seen as good. The economy, the arts and the population exploded as each tribe outdid the other with bigger and better statues. They were status symbols. Sadly, one day, around 1500 AD, they think, someone cut down the last tall palm tree on the island and its fate was sealed. With no trees, erosion killed the soil, Islanders could no longer build canoes to fish or trade, so they isolated themselves, and Moai could no longer be transported. The island descended into civil war, and by the time Captain Cook visited the island, he assumed the tiny surviving population, they think there were maybe 20,000 people on the island at one point, the, the island at that time, when Captain Cook came along, could only, survive, could only sustain about 3,000 people. And so Captain Cook assumed that these people couldn't have made the Moai because they hadn't made any in centuries. The story of Easter Island's collapse is a story of greed. A similar story was told in our first reading. Oh, there's, there's the population. So you see population rise and then... Plummet just, um, just around the year 1600 AD. But the story of Easter Island's collapse is a story of greed that we see throughout history. This one's just a very marked one. And another marked one happens in Isaiah chapter 5, the reading that Dell just read to us. It's the story of Israel. 
God builds a nation like a beautiful vineyard and gives it every chance to thrive. But instead of bearing good fruit, it yields only bad. For me, the most chilling verse is in chapter 5, verse 8, where, where God says, Woe to you who add house to house and join field to field till no space is left, left and you live alone in the land. The people of Israel became so greedy, they forgot their God and they forgot to love each other and they forgot their calling to be a light to the world. Today we're looking at a second deadly sin, the sin of greed. Greed is a sin of community. It's something that hurts you and the people around you. Greed is an intense and deliberate selfish desire for things, especially wealth, power or food. It pits you against your neighbour as you try to join house to house and field to field until you live alone in the land. Friends, God can never satisfy our greed. Not because he isn't capable, but because our greed is insatiable. Behind the sin of greed is a lie so powerful, we often see it as a truth. This is the problem of scarcity, of limited resources. On Easter Island, there were only so many trees. In Israel, there was only so much land, so greedy people hoarded it, creating inequality, poverty, corruption, and wars that continue even today. For us, rising interest rates, higher prices, and increasing demands on our time create scarcity, pressure, and anxiety for all of us. So how can I possibly claim that the problem of limited resources is a lie? Well, it's because in the Bible we meet an unlimited and generous God. Sure, in our world, there's only so much stuff in front of us. But the love of God is a renewable and inexhaustible resource. In God, there is always enough. When Jesus walked our world, he said things like, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Jesus lived on the conviction that in God there is always enough. Greed tells us there will never be enough. But Jesus shows us that in God there is always enough for our needs. Jesus always had enough time for people. He always had enough food to share. And he never let worries about limited resources sidetrack him from his mission. And Jesus didn't just keep this reality to himself. Instead, he shared it with others. He gathered a community around himself, an ecclesia, a church, and he encouraged his community to be a people of charity. Charity is the life-giving virtue that overwhelms greed with love and generosity. The word charity comes from the Old English for Christian love for one's neighbour. And the even older Latin word caritas, which means heart or love. Sacrificial love. 
Perhaps the most pressing limited resource in our lives is love itself and life itself. But in Jesus we find unlimited life and unlimited love. When we realise the truth that we worship a God who gives us what we need, we become free to share who we are and what gives us with others. Jesus freely lavished us with his love. And as he walked among us, he taught us to share that love with others. He also gave up his life for ours on the cross, freely and willingly. On the cross, his blood soaked the ground. His heart stopped and it looked like his life, his time had run out. Limited resources. And yet on the third day, Jesus rose again to show us that God is not a God of limited resources. God is life and God is love itself. And if we draw on his wells, if we draw on him, we'll never run dry. As the people of God, we're called to laugh in the face of greed by practicing charity. Sharing God's love like it'll never run out. Because it won't. Friends, I know what I'm saying makes me sound like a hopeless dreamer. But surely if there's a God who created this world and this universe and all its vastness, then that God can satisfy our needs. Since we came to Dolby in 2019, we've set huge budget deficits at every single AGM I've been a part of. And we haven't done that lightly. We've done it intentionally to grow the mission of God and we've done it sacrificially. But none of these budget deficits have come to pass. This isn't because of bad budgeting. We've had great treasurers. It's a testimony to the generosity of our church family, the courage of our church leaders, particularly our wardens, and the goodness of God. A church is a generous movement of God. History is littered with sad stories of greed and inward-looking communities. But as people who worship an unlimited God, we are called to practice the life-giving virtue of charity. We can afford to be a generous people. Not because we're not good stewards, not because we don't realise that there's only so much money and we need to take care of all that we have, but because we love a limitless and generous God. I give thanks for the ways in which we've already done this in years past. And today, as we meet for our AGM, let's remember that we are a generous movement of God. We are called to continue that radical generosity that our church has shown for centuries. Let's carry out our mission of knowing Jesus and making Jesus known with charity, generosity, and unlimited love. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
guy who 